You're listening to the Gamer Podcast. I'm Eric from the Gamer.com editorial team, and this week we're talking about Nintendo's Indie World Showcase, Final Fantasy XIV Walker, Final Fantasy VII on PC, The Gunk, and more. So let's go. Welcome to the show, joined by my loyal co-host, George Foster. Hello, hello. Jake King. Hello. We've got news. Oh boy, we've got news. But first, uh, the Nintendo Indie World. Uh, We just watched it moments ago. Uh, Let's run through some of the hits. First of all, there's some emerging themes I'm noticing. One is uh, absurd titles with colons in the middle. Yes. There's like five games on this list that have absurd titles. So let's start with a couple of those. Uh, Alicia, the Oblivion of the Twin Goddesses. Now, this might not sound like that bad, but uh, let me inform you that Alicia, it's the name Alicia. The game is about two sisters, Aisha and Leisha. Oh, so in a sort of Brangelina mashup. <laughs> The title they went with was Alicia, the Oblivion of the Twin Goddesses. Uh, that's just one of a, a, a bunch of games on, on this list that have absurd titles. I could not read the logo for that one. I was like, yeah. oh, does it begin with an O? Like, what's occurring? <laughs> like, that was uh, this game also falls into our second trend, which is couch co-op puzzle games. Boy, we're seeing a lot of those. I think it takes two is uh has led us down a a resurgence in couch co-op puzzle games i just demoed one like last week that comes out next year it wasn't part of the showcase so i'll talk about that later but there were two couch co-op puzzle games in this presentation thank you it takes two the dying genre yeah <laughs> yeah none of them will be as good as it takes two but i'm excited to see them trying uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> My favorite one has always been the We Were Here series. Have you played any of those? Yes. Uh, is that the one where you're communicating with someone? Yeah, through yeah. the walkie-talkie. Uh, George, do you know those? No. Communicating with people is my least favorite thing to do, so it doesn't sound like a... <laughs> These games are awesome. These games are really cool. They're they're first-person, uh, like, Myst-style myth adventure games, but they're co-op. Hmm. So you and, your, you and your partner go into a castle together, and you're immediately split up. And every puzzle you face, you both are solving half of it. That's kind of so cool. you you can't see what your friend sees, and you have to talk about what you know, figuring out the solution together, because you each have half of half of the puzzle. Hmm. Uh, yeah, good games. Okay, um, let's see. We the we open the show with uh, Sea of Stars, which is a pixel turn-based rpg from uh the creators of the messenger anybody play the messenger was, I dabbled. was the messenger yeah, the one with the like really cool movement and the hawk or is it, it the one no through. Like, that was its big oh uh, yes the messenger starts as a pretty good ninja gaiden and then halfway through turns into a really lousy metroidvania <laughs> what, what's the one i'm thinking about for it's like a platformer that you run around with a burn arrow and you can uh, uh, it's like a and you, uh, and you fly with the bird. Yeah, pathless. Yes, that's the one. Okay, so I'm just an idiot then. Okay. There's no, there's nothing. This uh, <laughs> messenger's a side scroller. 
Um, um, yeah, <laughs> people liked it. I I wasn't hot on it. Um, okay, and then Locomotive. That's a clever name. This is a game where they thought of a name and then built a game around it. <laughs> yeah, you can tell, can't you? <laughs> oh, what a good name. Yeah, it looks fine. It looks fine. Yeah, yeah this is uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Pixel point-and-click adventure. Very campy. I'm into it. Yeah, very, like, camp. Jokes, like, jokestery. Yeah. Cute. Uh, After Love EP. Oh, yeah, that looks, looks cool. Real good. Like yeah. this is like this, this went to the top of my most anticipated list, like very quickly. Yeah, this is a game made for Jade. Yeah, yeah I thought that as soon as I saw it. <laughs> it. It is my shit. Like when they described the themes and the music, I was like, Yeah, if I ever made a game, it would probably be this. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is uh this is made by an Indonesian studio set in Jakarta, but very Japanese manga inspired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a guy whose girlfriend dies and now he hears her voice in his head and, and she guides him to find happiness after losing her. Like she wants him to move on. That's the gist I got. Yeah. And multiple endings and decisions you can make. Like if you want to find someone else, if you want to live your own life and be single and do that kind of stuff. And they, they touch on some of the themes and stuff in the trailer and give them the games they've made before, like coffee talk and stuff like. Right. I imagine this would be quite good. Yeah. Super, super duper sappy. Oh yeah, like as you said, like my shit. <laughs> Wait, when's that yeah. one out? Uh, summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll be keeping an eye on that. That looks cool. It's got uh, it's got rhythm game stuff because the guy's in a band. Mm. Um, and then just sort of visual novel, kind of thing. Mm. Dungeon munchies. Make mm. your pod. Dungeon Munchies uh, is about uh, another dead guy. Well, a dead guy anyway. And side-scrolling action game where you defeat food-based enemies and then cook them into weapons and gear. Uh, Very vor, very here, very now. (laughs) Uh, And it's out today. Yeah, it is. Out today on Nintendo Switch. Go eat your enemies. I like the banana in that one. Filthy. There was a banana that screams, eat me. I'm into that. Yeah, it's a fetish thing. Don't. (laughs) No, that's not what I said. Don't worry about (laughs) it. They want to eat you. (laughs) Yeah, monsters are trying to eat me all the time. I think it's about goddamn time that we get to eat the monsters. Yeah. It's honestly, it's wasteful. You go through Dark Souls. Hacking and slashing, and what you're just gonna leave all that good, good protein behind? No, because it doesn't yeah, make any sense. In Dark Souls, you could totally eat. This is a feature. All right, who's the most delicious bosses in Dark Souls? Let's run them down. Not everybody at once. <laughs> we're, we're gonna abandon that bit. Uh, Figment Two, Creed Valley. This looks. I've cool. never. I didn't know about Figment. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Um... But the way that one of the developers just came out and just started singing, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That was a bit cringe. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know? That's my shit. Was it cool or was it cringe? That's we'll figure cringe. it out. Is it cool or is it cringe? Cool or cringe? But no, Eating it was Dark Souls theory. bosses, cool or cringe? I, <laughs> I haven't heard of the original, but this looks cool. Like, 
Aha, not cringe. Yeah, it's not cringe, everyone. You heard it here first. Yeah, uh, Figment 2 Creed Valley was described as a musical puzzle adventure with local co-op. And it looked a little bit like Bastion, but maybe less combat focused. But that's sort of, if you picture Bastion, that's what it looked like to me. And uh, Swedish developer that the it looked like the was it the director that also does the music it or was like i just reading that they said. Yeah. yeah the voice sounded similar yeah it was cool not cringe and it would explain the transition to him like <laughs> cringing his way into a gameplay montage um okay the next one was let's play oink games uh this is really cool actually i, I know play... that this this sounds like a skip, but um, this is a board game compilation. But instead of being a bunch of, instead of being a bunch of shitty Parker Bros shit that nobody wants to play, or like Mancala and Chinese Checkers, these are actually like a a collection of boutique party games and like really interesting. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, okay. Board games. So one of them uh, I'm familiar with. I'm I'm familiar with a bunch of them, but one of them that I think is really cool is uh, a fake artist goes to New York. And this is a game you can play with uh, as many people as you have. You can do this as like a big party game. And basically, um, everybody gets a tile and the tile says a word. It's the same word. Everybody sees the same word, except one person gets a tile that says imposter. Oh. And then uh, every and then there's uh, one person who gets no tile. They, they're they're going to be the guesser. So everybody that got a tile starts drawing this picture one line at a time. And the idea is that everybody's drawing the same thing, except the imposter doesn't know what you're drawing. Right. So after the picture's done, the guesser has to figure out who the imposter was because they were the ones putting lines in that make no sense, basically. Uh, okay. See, I'm pretty yeah, slow with like yeah. board game stuff. Like it. Yeah. So the imposter's trying to figure out what the picture is too, so that they can blend in. They're the fake artist. Mm. Yeah. Um, cle- clever party game stuff like that. This is a cool idea for a. A collection why oink games what that ever i mean that's the the people that make the game like oh okay i thought it was like a brand of game you know like a genre uh, like oh that's one of those them oink games yeah you guys play oink games (laughs) this this is also out today but it's a timed exclusive for the switch so i assume it will be coming to other consoles and pc hopefully yeah Yeah, because this is like if you do like Jackbox with your family or like at parties and stuff, Mm. um, this is a good alternative to try something new. Okay, uh, another title that's giving me colon cancer, Endlings colon extinction is forever oh, holy yeah. shit i heard the title and i was like fucking hell i'm fine yeah. like <laughs> it looks lovely but goodness me this is a this is like a side scrolling like 2.5d uh platformer about a red fox and its three cubs uh going on a perilous journey and and the the nintendo host guy you know how these things are where there's like two two jokers that are like introducing all of the trailers he says how many of your cubs survive the perilous journey is up to you yeah i'm like jesus okay fucking hell it's a wednesday yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh hey i'll go ahead and answer that question all three 
All three, please. I don't. I don't need to play the game with the you must dead go baby by foxes. You cannot kill you. I was like, oh, just like real life, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, George. Yeah, let's do. Ali, Ali, Ali World. I almost said two. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ali, Ali World. Let's go to Radlandia Woo! and achieve Nirvana on February eighth. I'm so it? into Radlandia. it. That's yeah, Jade, Radlandia. Cool, uh, I, I've never actually played an Oli Oli game before. Like, I, I think oh my I, god! No, 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 acting no. like this is your wait, favorite wait, game wait, wait, of all time. No, I, I, I've always like wanted to, but they're like very technical. <laughs> and then I saw that this one is like much more stylistic. It's based. It looks like a Cartoon Network show, and it's a lot simpler to get into apparently. And like. I love skating games. Just, just yeah. inject into my veins. I love it. It's you like so that cool. meme? It's like that thing. Like Dark Souls fan is excited to finish the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you are. I'm just excited. Yeah. It looks good. It looks no, good. It does look good. It does look great. It's all I talk about. February eighth. Yeah, it had uh, a lot of wacky characters. Some strange scenarios. Didn't they like Prime? Some, some goofballs. It did look like Sable. Did you think yeah. that? Yeah. It, it looks like Adventure Time to me. Mm. A little bit. Yeah I, do see, yeah. I do see that in the characters. What do you do? You Is this like an endless runner? You shred. It, like, it's level based. Uh, from like the demos they've shown off last year. I, I think the way they said you can like make new tracks, maybe you can also create your own. Mm-hmm. But... Is it like Bit Trip Runner? Is it that kind of thing? Maybe. I, I think it's mostly levels. But then also there's probably like a whole piss off your friends by making an annoying track sort of thing. And you're just trying to high score yeah, each level basically. Yeah. Like it's up to you tricks. how you do it. Like, yeah, just trick along. Making jump, making doing ollies. Eat the skateboard. Looks cool. Eat, eat the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate points. Okay, Jade. Uh, River City Girls 2, summer 2022. Yeah, boy. Yeah, fucking the original River City Girls is like a fantastic beat em up. Like, yeah. Was it last year it came out? Or the year before? But it's one of my favourite games Two of years, the year when it yeah. came out. And God, it feels like this one's come around so quickly. But it looks like more of the same. But I don't think that's a bad thing, considering how solid the first game was. Mm. It's coming in the summer. It's just looks like it's adding new characters, environments, and combo systems, which I guess is what the fans want for this kind of game. Yeah. What, what was the beat-em-up game that came out on Game Pass earlier this year? Streets of Rage, was that it? Streets no. of Rage, yeah. Streets of Rage, yeah, this that was, 4 was really good, wasn't it? That was also very good, yeah. Yeah. They Are those pretty much the same? Like, throwback beat-em-up games? Yeah, essentially. They're they're very classic in what they do. Like, drop-in, drop-out co-op. But they, they modernize Ooh. the formula in ways where it's a bit more accessible. And they're almost more story-driven. Like, a lot of River City Girls is just you walking around the city talking to people, buying items, and <laughs> being rad girls, beating the shit out of people. That's that's a large part of what that game is, and I really hope they lead into that even more with this one, because there's yeah. a move in the first one where you just dab and you hurt people. And oh, I'm into that! That's, that's cool. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's on Game Pass, but no, like I, I like the Shantae stuff, but this is some of the best stuff WayForward's done, so... Yeah. Oh, that's way forward. I missed that bit. Maybe it'll be on Game Pass. I hope so. We rapid fired through a whole bunch of games after that, so I don't have that many impressions of these. But uh, the first one was called Parkasaurus, and it was a uh, Jurassic World Evolution light 
which I think is really cool. I ex- when I saw it, I was like, oh, this must be the Parkitect guys, because that's sort of the same thing. Parkitect is like Roller Coaster Tycoon Light, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not. <laughs> it's a different studio doing the same sort of mini version of a dinosaur park builder, the same sort of thing Parkitect did. So uh, that looks really cool. That's I saw there. There's already a Steam page up for that, but it's also going to be on Switch. Uh, Don't Starve Together is coming to Switch. If you want some couch co-op. <laughs> um i've played a ton of don't starve together and um i hate it you hate it yeah why uh i think that it's the pace is really poor i think the difficulty spikes are just like way too punishing and i always expected them to like smooth it out and make it more approachable and they never did yeah i remember playing it when it was like one of the first playstation plus games on ps4 i want to say i remember playing it then And that, I remember you get like one day in and then you just get like wrecked. So if that hasn't been fixed, then yeah, maybe I, maybe I share the same opinion. Yeah. Uh, Chicory, out today. Mm-hmm. That game is very good. Yeah, this showed up on a bunch of the gamers' game of the year list, I think. Um, I'm definitely going to pick it up on Switch. I've been waiting to play it. Seems like a great Switch game to me. This is the... Uh, Paint, you're the little dog paint the world we've talked about it like four times on the show so hey if you're not a fan get out of here baby storm not a clue i was kind of hoping nobody was going to say anything we we're just going to let baby storm hang uh, out. <laughs> sorry like i don't know i don't I know like what this was i think it was just a visual preference thing what was it what was the game well what kind of game is it? Baby Storm. It's a Baby Storm. Mm. Boss Baby. Good. This is good pod. Uh, Grime. This is an old game, isn't it? It looked like a Dark Souls like, very like Salt and Sanctuary or Dead Cells. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it anyway. Uh, this came out earlier this year. This came out in August. Right. Oh. Like- uh, just a Switch thing then. Uh, it was a Stadia game. Oh. oh, that's why we don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Well, it's coming to Switch. Yeah. Um, here's some colons for you. Gerda, A Flame of Winter. Mm. A bunch of these, they just happened so quick. I really don't know what to yeah, say. Yeah, it was one of those sizzle reels where like, bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. I've missed yeah. all of these no, that we were talking about. We didn't know Chicory was out until the press release afterwards. <laughs> After Gerda, A Flame of Winter was timely... And then behind the frame, colon, the finest scenery. Ah, uh, yes. Which that one kind of looks interesting. It Is that the like painting one? A puzzle painting game. Oh, right? that does look cool. I think they've shown that before. Yeah. And then the one more th- game was Amori. Where's Silk Song? I don't know what Amori is. Everyone in chat was spamming Amori as soon as the trailer came on. So people know about yeah. it and were hyped for Very it. What is it? What is it, Jade? It's like similar to Earthbound, but it's also a mix of like some classic JRPG stuff, and I think there's some horror elements in there. I've not played it, but I've been recommended it countless times, so that's uh, why part okay. of me was hoping it was going to be one of those. It's out today, but it wasn't. It's mm. out in how, the spring. How old is Steam it? And people, uh, maybe last year. Oh yeah, December 2020. I I don't know anything about this game. I didn't even know it existed. They did say something like it has some 
serious. Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> it has some like serious themes or something. Yeah, it gets dark, but in yeah. a way that's quite poignant, and it has light stuff. It's only fifteen quid on Steam. Huh. Yep, and it is overwhelmingly positive with twenty eight thousand reviews. Hmm. Uh, yeah, George, you said it. We're Silk Song. I, at this point, it's not going to show up in an indie. No, God no. It's going to be, be that in about five years time. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just. It's like I'm not even that fussed about it, but I'm just sick of hearing about it every single time there's a indie direct. It's like, ugh. so you just hope it's going to show up so people can have like be happy, have what they. I, what they want. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to, there's always going to be one of those forever. There's always going to be the game that nobody will shut up. I mean, it was Soren Smash for five years before that. Yeah, true. Now that, that, <laughs> and everyone's forgotten about it. Yeah, oh, I haven't. Now, we, now, now we've moved on to Silk Song. <laughs> I mean, Elden Ring has a release date and we can't shut up about it. Mm. Oh, can uh, you imagine when that game finally comes out and people shut up? In two months. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's uh, let's hit the news. We got a couple headline stories here before we move on. Uh, this was just announced during the indie showcase. Splinter Cell is getting a remake. Who knew? Splinter Cell is getting remake? a remake. Yeah, it's a remake or just a yeah, it's remake. Yeah, it seems like a remake of the original. Which right. this is my first thing. There, there were rumors about Splinter. There's been rumors about Splinter Cell for like months, but there was one a couple of days ago where they trademarked Splinter Cell. I yeah. never would have thought they'd go in the direction of remaking the first. Oh, I chaos theory. If anything, well, it's or a remake at all. Like they have grounds to do a new. I'm glad they're not because it would just be an open world shit fest. But I'm surprised that's... that they're doing that. Still yeah, that's do. the whole thing. They. They're doing a remake because they have no idea what to do. Yeah, with you Splinter might be right. Cell. Like that's why we've had nothing for so long. They don't know how to do a modern Splinter Cell. So I yeah, do. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get a sequel. If if I were a Splinter Cell fan and I've been waiting so so long for a new Splinter Cell, like a traditional one, I don't know if I'd be excited to just re-experience the first. Like, is that yeah. weird? Like, I don't mind remakes all that much, but if. I just can't think of it being a great thing. It's hard to say in part because we don't really know what a Ubisoft remake is. Yeah, like they like, keep delaying the fucking Sands of Time one. So we have... Yeah, <laughs> like Prince of Persia is still coming. Like, what's another Ubisoft remake? Like, we have nothing to... is archaic. Like, mm. For sure. Answer. For sure. Yeah, we don't know if this is going to be like a, you know, a visual update or if this is going to be a full ground up we just don't have any basis in what how Ubisoft handles remakes mm-hmm. yet, which is interesting because like they've been around a long time. You would think that they would have some. I know that we had some remasters of like old Command and Conquer games. Uh, I can't think of what else. Is there a Rayman? Was there a remaster or something of old, old <laughs> they, Rayman? Rayman? They've done HD? yeah, they've done Rayman Free HD and they've done yeah. Rayman Two about eight times. But oh yeah, they'll, they'll never that's stop about it. That thing. Yeah. yeah, but we've never gotten like a a remake. No, I can't think of any. No, not that I can think of. Just HD updates. D- don't you think it's weird that they just randomly drop what could be one of their biggest announcements on a random Wednesday in a I tweet? I think it's so early in terms of development. Like the tweet made it sound like, oh yeah, coming back. Here's an image of the night vision goggles, and we're hiring. So that gives me the impression this is like 
Elder Scrolls Six. They have nothing to show. But even then, you save it for a sizzle reel. You'd have no, that big moment, right? They need to cover up all their NFT bullshit. Ah, shit. Yeah, that's That'll be totally why. fucking why they dropped this. That'll yeah. be why. They're in so They're much just hot water. trying to reset the press cycle because everybody's so... Because there was another story today about employees that were pushing back on the NFT stuff in... Uh, what is it? In... Breakpoint? Yeah, in Breakpoint. That now there are developers that are upset about it so that came out today so t- they also had to be like hey splinter cell today yeah put so out we, a would, tweet, say, we would talk about it on the podcast yeah like, the shit munchers would get excited and forget about all the bad stuff like that's yeah. exactly what's happened like oh, i'll only, yes, I'll only do that if it's rayman <laughs> if it was rayman I'd, I'd become a shit muncher for that but it's been <laughs> they're not gonna make yeah. another yeah. rayman george come yeah. on fuck up more ubisoft so i can have rayman make a live service rayman <laughs> no please <laughs> Okay, NFT, uh, each of his limbs is an NFT. <laughs> That's depressing. We'll certainly be talking about Splinter Cell a lot more, but I have a feeling it's going to be a long time before a we long, see anything. Yeah, from we'll this. be dead by yep. the time it comes out. <laughs> hey, thanks, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the dead girlfriend in, in your head. Oh, you will, and I'll be I'll be joining in. A, I'll be trying to get really get into voice acting, and Eric's ghost will be like, "You can do it." <laughs> hey, that's gonna be I believe in you. Game. <laughs> uh, our other top story. Uh, this was a rumor. Mm. We love rumors on this show. I did. Bully Two was very close to being announced at the Game Awards. Hmm. What does this mean, George? So Tom Henderson, who has accurately leaked Battlefield and GTA and Call of Duty stuff in the past, he is pretty accurate. Um, by all judges, he has said that people have started seeing like gameplay videos and like design docs for Bully Two, uh, and that it was like rumored that it'd be announced at the Game Awards, but never turned up. Um, mm-hmm. My instant reaction was, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Go listen to the Bully music! Oh my god! I love Bully!" And then it was, "Hang on a minute, they're doing GTA Six. I don't believe they're doing Bully Two as well." Like, yeah, I don't think this holds much water. Yeah. Uh, I I, I I believed it straight away at first because I'm an idiot and I became a shit muncher for it. But then I thought about it, you know, with my brain, and I was like, nah, this doesn't seem right. I I mean, I think a bully two would sell well because it's a Rockstar game, but I also yeah. don't think that there's an audience for bully two. Like, I I know it's, I guess bully's beloved by some. I love. Bully. I don't know. Who cares? I care. <laughs> I would. Bully, I would. Bully love is not Bully. an important game. I I would love Bully Two more than I would GTA Six or Red Dead Three or Agent, whatever other thing Rockstar could do. Bully would be the one I'd want them to do. Just but, a bunch of like rich private school shitheads. Like you beat the shit out of them. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> also, to to be fair, to like accurately say something good about Bully rather than just say I like it, the compliment and insult system that it had red dead 2 does it as well but red dead 2 did it worse uh mm. bully was really clever about that that was really like really cool back in the day um so if they could do that now where it's like where they could have like almost like dialogue trees but not dialogue trees you're just doing it through compliments and insults build on mm. that just have fun with it like I- i'd really like to see that um i don't know if we ever will though because it's uh, rockstar is gta to red dead to gta online so, I don't yeah. know. Probably not true. Well, fully online, probably. Ugh. All right. 
Um, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we've waited long enough. It's time to get into our N Walker discussion. Jade is reviewing it. Meg is here, and the return of our beloved Andrea Sheeran. Hype Squad. Yeet. George is excited. Yeet. And Walker. It's very good. <laughs> we'll be right back. And Walker. I barely know her. Oh my god. Yeah, cut, cut that out. That's fine. Welcome back for. We've been waiting so long. N Walker has been out uh, for several weeks. We finally have the band back together. Uh, Jade is here also. Meg Palicio. Hello, Meg. Hello. And returning to the show, the great Andrea Sheeran. Hello. All right. Let's get into it. So I, I'm the only one here that does not play Final Fantasy XIV, but. I'm watching closely, and my God, this is like cyberpunk, 2021 cyberpunk. This is like so massive, and it's sort of like quietly massive, too. Like, it's so huge that um, they had to stop selling the game yesterday, right? Isn't that right? You can't even buy the game now because the servers are so overloaded. Like, it's been weeks, and people still can't even get into the queue to Mm -hmm. play. Like how how big is this really? Because from the outside, it looks like it's like the biggest game of I don't know the decade. Yeah, so it, this has happened before actually, like um, back in a Realm Reborn when it first launched. Because I guess they they kind of wrote it off whenever mm. it was coming out of one since that was such a failure, and you know two was its relaunch. Um, and then that video that floats around where you see like Yoshida crying and stuff because it was so successful when it relaunched. Yeah. Um, they quit selling the game for like a bit over a month, I think. It was it was a while, I remember, because I couldn't get people to come in and play with me. Um, but now in Walker's uh, base game, A Real Reborn. So what you need to actually get in is not for sale. That's wild. Um, and is it is it as good? Is it that good? Yes. <laughs> I haven't finished it. I think Jade and I are around the same point in the storyline. Yeah, I think I'm a tiny um, bit ahead of you. Oh, oh, I need to play it, but I was doing the Christmas event. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, all I will say is like not far in, it got like good fast, and I was like, oh god, they've 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 gone into this already with like revelations and stuff. Like, oh my god, um, there, there was there's no slow burn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like, this is not obviously the last expansion, but this is like the big payoff that started all the way back in yeah, Realm Reborn, right? Yeah, the end of like this story arc. So everyone's like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Or at least, you know, they were until they played it. <laughs> uh, and Andrew, you've played it all the way through? Yes, I beat it last Thursday, I think. Oh my Friday. God. Yeah, it, it's, um, so... JH, you said you're around the third dungeon, I think. Was that right? Did I? Is uh, everyone's just started turning into monsters? Okay, yeah, okay, okay. And so, where are you at, Meg? I'm the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I had so, a really sad bit where you think that oh, I can't yes. say it, can I? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is this is really good. Uh, like where y'all are at is really good, and I love it. I think I'll just say, so my partner was ahead of me the whole time and he kept doing this to me the whole time where y'all are at now. It's good. You're about to like 
it's about to be really good again. <laughs> so, yeah, it was slow for a bit, wasn't it? That was yeah, a it, no, I don't think it was slow. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking dry as hell. Now we're, <laughs> now we're off the moon. I'm like, okay, stuff's happening again. Oh my God. I've heard that from, from both sides of it. Like, oh man, this is really dry until you hit the moon. And then, oh, it's not. I loved it up until that point uh, too. But like, I, I've heard that. I was that just like, guys, lot. the apocalypse is coming. Let's stop yeah. messing around with these bunny people and get to work. But then it's like, <laughs> oh, just. Hey, the bunny just, people are cute. <laughs> you look knackered, Warrior of Light. Go have a nap. We'll talk later. But like, and I'm like, before you, you don't go have to time the moon. For this. <laughs> there's like that main scenario quest where like you, there's two routes and you have to do both, isn't there? Yes. And yeah. I remember the one I picked first had like a nice kind of throwback revelation in it. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, and I was glad I chose that one first. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if people who do it the other way around are like, oh, this didn't get good for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Because you are right. There's like the warriors of the Scions are split into two paths at the beginning yeah. of the expansion. It's like you can do this arc, arc, which will take a few hours, come back and do this one. And then once both of those are done, you continue on to the main quest and i think it's relatively linear from that point on yeah yeah i love that we we did that too because uh, we did that in Shadowbringers, and that's apparently so we don't have another situation where raban locks everybody out of an instance um like in stormblood for two days so <laughs> i i have i play wow so i can't even fathom what it's <laughs> like to play an mmo with a good story <laughs> damn i'm so sorry <laughs> it's so good as well. You're welcome. And I swear, to like Endwalker, like plays to the fans. So much fan service. This, like oh, I just yeah. watch stuff, and I'm like, "There's going to be a meme of this. There's going to be a meme of this. There's going to be a meme mm-hmm. of this." Hello, it feels this like is Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Yeah. If, if you're making the most like base comparison, it's like ten years of characters, storylines, and so on, like culminating in a way where Square Enix is fully aware they need to wrap up this storyline and carve a path for the future but they also need to make consistent callbacks to everything because there's mm-hmm. there's a moment in oh, i can't remember where it is i think it's in the desert city i can't remember the name alamigo maybe you go into the chamber like which is essentially the palace and like everyone is there from all of the past expansions oh that bit was all so of them good. Are talking to you and it's before you go to garlemald which is like another new zone and everyone is ready to fight this war and work together and as a fan who's played through all of the previous expansions and seen the individual arcs of all these characters, like seeing them all come together, even if a lot of them only have like two lines of dialogue, like the thought has been put into bringing them back. And that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Plus it's all in a room where you had to kick Xenos's ass before. So <laughs> yeah, that too. It's like, Oh yeah, I kicked some, I fucking took some names yeah. here, like two expansions ago. Hmm. It's really so- like, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just like to, to what Jade was talking about. I love how much they're going back and saying like, you know, yes, we remember this and this is what came of this. And I mean, sure, we could get like down to the nitty gritty and say like, oh, like, oh, I want to know more about X, Y, Z thing. Yeah. Um, but from 10 decades of story, there's not really like minus a couple of little odds and ends from like 1.0. There's not a whole lot that's retconned. Um, and that's kind of incredible mm. to think about that, like, we have remained this consistent and that Ishikawa has found in ways, like, since she wrote this one in Shadowbringers, to really tie in everything and, like, make it all this ni- ni- nice niece, nice niece, nice mm. neat package. Oh, my God. Mm. 
It is neat. I mind you, I wonder how much we forget because obviously in um the last expansion there was that big revelation that Hydlin and, and Zodiac were primals, blah, blah, blah. and then when the last Moogle Tome thing was on, I was doing um you know the what is it called the one everyone hates, and um they say in that that she's a primal so i was like why did none of us pay attention to that bit <laughs> slip of the tongue there are moments where you're like oh shit it's that guy <laughs> like, yeah like, like i assume at the, 10, at the time we just ago, took it as they so were like silly. insulting her maybe but then like you know three expenses down the line we're like oh no it was true okay mm-hmm. <laughs> without spoilers andrea does alice and alphano's mum appear again yes yes <laughs> she, was cool. she was in it for like two minutes and i'm like your, your dad's a fucking waste man so i don't i don't want him to be here but i'd like to see the mom again awesome i look forward to that so oh, it's so good uh, aside from the story content what's actually new in the game with this expansion um, so there are two new battle jobs. It's probably the thing that you see people talking about the most, uh, Reaper and Sage. I have not played Reaper just yet, um, mm. but I did start playing Sage and it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, I main healer classes, so, um, going from Scholar to, to Sage feels really nice. Um, then of course they have some new stuff that's like new in the sense they added every expansion, but it's not like a new thing that came to the game so we have like our new ex trials which i did those last night and those are a lot of fun um new dungeons new like mounts and minions and cute things to collect um they've made some like really nice quality of life changes here and there yeah, too they have like i hate that term but they really have yeah the like whole ethernet thing is just so much nicer yes yes uh what else is what else have they changed that's the like weird the, the the talking in the cutscenes. this is thank like oh, when they pop up their images and you're like, oh, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, the one that immediately became a meme this is thank yeah oh um, well, they what? added a type of quest that i hate with a passion yes which is this follow quest oh they're my so word bad. oh yeah they're like a ps2 game stealth mission. i thought it was like a one-off and then when i was like three in i was like no nah, this needs to stop now i haven't seen following nothing. these people they're coming back a lot don't worry the times i had to restart and i'm just oh it's painful <sighs> It's basically, bad. Basically, they've introduced moments in this expansion where there'll be quests and you'll talk to a character and they'll go, like, Alice is now accompanying you. If you leave them behind, you'll have to come back and get her. And you, there's a lot of moments where you, they'll follow you around as you complete quests or you have to follow them. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's also some really bad, like, stealth sequences where you have to follow a character. <laughs> but they'll That's look true. back at random <laughs> moments. Oh. And you have to be hiding behind the terrain, or you have to start again. I don't know whose good idea this was to put this in. I'm just like, just let me fast travel there and go talk to them. I don't need to do all of this bullshit. (laughs) And the game is already forty hours long. Just like the worst mission from like Spyro Two on the PS One, made its way into Endwalker. It's really um, bad. New story aside, most of the stuff I was looking forward to isn't in the game yet, and I didn't realize. Yeah. So, like, I thought Island oh, yeah. Sanctuary was going to be available on launch, and it wasn't. What is that? Um, they obviously teased a new mini game for the Gold Torso, and I thought that was going to be available on launch, and it wasn't. Um, and obviously, like, Beastman Tribe quests, I guess. We should get the Beastman Tribes um, next patch, the 21st. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So the Beastman tribes will come out on the 21st, and so will the raid, Pandemonium. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and we will learn more about void things in that raid. So, what was the cutscene thing you were talking about, Meg? What? The, oh, which one? <laughs> the the one where uh, people's image, like their portraits, oh, appear. Right. Yeah. So, like, the, but it just—I don't know. It took me by surprise. I imagine it took everyone by surprise. But like, when you're doing a cutscene, like when the NPC is talking, mm-hmm. um, like a text box appears on screen, like old school RPG style, and there's like a an artwork picture of their face which mm. you didn't previously have in this game. Um, so there's like a meme of it, because there's like a bit where Thancred is like, this is Thancred. <laughs> yes, we, we all know. <laughs> Everybody, I'm going to link it actually in here for the for the notes if, if you need some context, yeah. Eric, but it's hilarious. But it was like, like that, this is dog meme. Yeah, but it was brand new to this. So like, you know, you go into like a, it's normally like when you're doing a, a main mission where you have to like run around and do something, uh, an instance um and then yeah it just popped up and i remember the first time being like what is that <laughs> <laughs> thankred this is thankred <laughs> <laughs> there is um oh yeah okay so yeah y'all have both seen it in garlemald there's like a, a a bunch of metal gear references yeah um and and so i feel really? like this is dog and the metal gear thing i feel like it kind of works there so. <laughs> um so what is the sage playstyle like? Um, so it is a lot like Scholar, um, in the sense that you hear people go, oh, it's a healer that does damage. Well, I mean, they all do damage. So it, it's kind of like a weird thing to make if you don't heal, like comparison. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just as important to damage on any other healer as it is sage. I will say that it feels really responsive um, in a way that, scholar historically has not it's always been like janky and kind of sluggish and sage is just smooth and nice but now within walker they have really fixed a lot of scholars like hiccups to where like the shields are slow and like the pet doesn't respond well a lot of that is fixed um so sage feels a lot like that um but you're all up in everyone's business like getting close and like jumping up to the enemy because you have a gap closer which is really cool um and it doesn't it it feels really good and satisfying because i love the animations it seems like it does not recover very well though that's like getting in the weeds a lot but Mm. whenever i die i have a real hard time of getting my shit together so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i was curious because of the delay that pushes out the entire calendar and now we have the raid dropping christmas week right uh the normal one yeah is is like world's first and like racing the raid like a big part of Final Fantasy fourteen? Um, so it, it historically has been a pretty big part. Um, but our world first races are not very long. Um, like when you compare them to like WoW and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so a bunch of ours have ended in like a day. Um, oh, okay, except gotcha. for like ultimate. Ultimate can take like I, I think the last one took like three days, but ultimate took two weeks the first time. Um. But World First will happen two weeks after the normal raid comes out. So that'll happen January 4th or 5th. I can't remember. Um, It's interesting to see because I look at the people that are racing and I don't know a lot of those names or or maybe they've gotten all new groups. But I think a lot of them are WoW World First players. Oh, okay. They've abandoned WoW. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So So why does it happen two weeks after? Is that when the, the Elite version or whatever 
drop? Yeah. So Savage comes out two weeks after normal um, for the first tier of every raid. That's not how it usually happens because there's three tiers per expansion. Mm -hmm. um, but for the first tier, I guess while everybody's still trying to like figure everything out and get their stuff together, like they, they drop it two weeks later in a Savage okay. patch. So they have, they've got the two weeks to learn the raid in practice. Yes, in the normal raid. one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so at least it's after Christmas. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, that's a lot to put on the the guilds or clans or whatever, like mm -hmm. the week of Christmas. Because mm -hmm. um, in WoW, yeah, people... There, neither of them were right. <laughs> what, what is it, J uh, Meg? <laughs> well, uh, you, well, it would be like a, either a free company or, an, uh, I guess you could say, like an alliance or a party or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Guilds so clans. to us are like where you go clans. and get your, your crafting <laughs> jobs and stuff. <laughs> uh is this your favorite expansion uh after beating it now yes i did not think i would like it as much as shadowbringers when i first stepped into it and mm -hmm. but shadowbringers is such a good game that i was going to be okay with that like if i didn't like it as much because the bar was just like too high um and i thought that there was going to be too much that we had to to do or like that we would lose scope of too much just because of the story is like a decade long um i will say though like now without a doubt like in walker is a hundred percent my favorite expansion and it somehow just makes the other ones better wow when you get some plot points so obviously i've thinking? not finished it but yeah i have a soft spot for heaven's ward i don't know i just really love the heaven's ward story so good it had lots of dragons in it but <laughs> mm -hmm. at the moment that one's still my favorite uh, and when it ends, Andrea, is there like a clear direction of where things are going from here? We get some teases. Uh -huh. Um, I have some thoughts and I had some thoughts going into the expansion. So let me say my thoughts on where we would go into the expansion for the in Walker story. Um, I am someone who was literally watching lore videos, like almost every night since we announced in Walker, like just in the weeds, like being obsessive, mm -hmm. um, Everything I thought would happen was mostly dead ass wrong. Oh wow! Um, it, so that was really cool. <laughs> um, it, it, but it was good in like a way that I was like, "Damn, I'm so glad I did not see any of this coming." Um, and what I thought would have been really stupid in hindsight, but <laughs> <laughs> but with um, like with, with our direction that we can take, it is something that I thought could happen pre and Walker. So there are probably people out there that might have a hunch already. I guessed it. Yeah, I see. Um, but it also says like when you leave off there at the end, it's like this can go ten million ways, mm. and it's almost like they put every character in there to make you go, "What the fuck next?" Nice, like, yeah. So, good. Cool. Um, any tips for people that are like struggling to get in? I know you've all been pushing against <laughs> the queue too. Is there anything that can help? Log in first thing in the morning. Press a button mm -hmm. every thirty minutes to not get kicked out. Wow. That is literally what I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I will say if you do get kicked out in the afternoon, whenever it's you're, you know, you're stuck behind 7,000 people. I know this is like real unhinged hours, but I hmm. open two clients and I get to the login screen on both. Um, and I get to character select and I get in line on one. And if I get that error 202 and it closes the one client, I immediately tab to the other and jump back in on that character and it puts me back at the same spot in line 
Yeah, Ooh. I have noticed. If you get kicked out, and even with one client, if you get kicked out and you notice it straight away yeah. and queue straight away, it will keep the number the same as it was. If I'm if I miss it by like ten minutes, then mm-hmm. I get kicked back to the start, which is really irritating because you get a sound of a box popping up, but you get that every few minutes anyway as it refreshes the queue countdown. So like, unless you're looking at the screen, you can easily miss the thing that that tells you you've been kicked out. <laughs> It's brutal. Is that something that they need to work on, or is that just there's no avoiding it? They are working on it. Like they mm-hmm. they um repurpose like their test servers for players and everything to try and like combat the server strain and everything. And and yeah. you know them stopping people being able to buy the game combats that as well because you know won't have as many people squeezing in. Right. Yeah, I talked about that with with um Enron and Michael um on 99 potions the fanbite podcast and we were mm-hmm. talking about like it it's like unprecedented to like be like okay we need to pull in our dev servers now too like yeah like this is and there I think what you know you hear people like and if you're sitting from the outside in it probably looks like kind of unhinged and I'm sure it is anyway the the way people talk about Yoshida and loving the dev team yeah. but to have someone so transparently constantly like this is not a new thing he's done this since this game launched but for this last year he's been like we have these problems we know it's going to be an issue in Endwalker this is like what we want to do this is what we can't do because we're trying um my partner does like things with servers i don't know for a living (laughs) and it involves security um and he was like it's un it's like hearing him talk about how the game tried to like adopt like the cloud format and all of that and it just didn't work because of Mm -hmm. you know their spaghetti code is like a million years old and it just did not adapt right he was like these are things that i would never let someone say public just because i don't want them talking about it but like this guy is just so transparent it's incredible um but but yeah like it's just cool to have yoshida constantly be like this is a mess this is a mess we're fixing it here's how we're saying sorry yeah wow i uh i mean i hope they fix it before it loses popularity but it kind of seems like at this point it's not going to slow down i'm not even mad though like you know i think mm-hmm. we all expected this to to some not to this amount but we did expect it to a degree you know we, we've done enough expansions now most of us have played enough online games to know that on launch day and for the launch window it's going to be hard to to get online um yeah i've just never think... heard of a launch window that lasts for weeks <laughs> <laughs> they've gone above and beyond and like it's like almost like daily messages about it and free game time and things like that you know yeah it's, it's you it's hard to be mad at them. <laughs> yeah. that's. I think that was the point I was going to make. Before the podcast that I stopped myself from making, if this was any other game, I would have given up because I, I'm not super fond of like doing the whole – it's like a freaking savage fight, like sitting there trying to get into the queue. Um, and it's really frustrating if you do get like booted and put all the way back to the end whenever you've been like nursing that thing for like two or three hours. Yeah. Um, But – I am doing it because this is Final Fantasy XIV and it's the last part of the Zodiac and Heidelin like art yeah. and it was really good. So I'm willing to do it. Yeah. And so is everyone else apparently. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get it spoiled for you either. So you want to try yeah. and get through the storyline, you know, before you see something on Twitter or whatever. 
You know, it's incredible. Like when this happens, we see stuff get review bombed. Usually like, oh, I can't get in and da, 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 da. This game has the highest Metacritic score right now from users. Like oh, it still wow. has not been, nobody yeah. has review bombed it. Like it's infinite goodwill. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Any closing thoughts on Endwalker? Um, gosh. I, I, I can tell some... you something I was worried about, but obviously I don't yeah. know whether it does happen because I haven't finished it. But there was a tell point us. in the storyline where I almost thought they were going to do like a wow cataclysm thing and the entire game would be reshaped in that, you know, you wouldn't be able to go back and do old quests because it just, the NPC physically wouldn't be there because you'd be in a different place entirely because those zones would be either altered or different. And I was thinking like, oh God, like, while that would kind of be exciting at the same time, like imagine losing all that, that old stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully. Andrea's silence. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say what does or does not happen to you. Unless you specifically ask me, I will answer No, 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 I want to find out myself. Yeah. But yeah, I did. There's, there's a part in the storyline that almost makes you wonder. It makes you think that that will be an option. I got a million panicked DMs, I think, around where you're at. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. We have a couple more games to talk about in our next segment. But before we go, do you both want to help me with our uh, listener question of the week? Yes. Yep. Cool. Um, last week, we asked for you to tell us your most anticipated games of 2022. So let's start with yours. What's yours, Andrea? Um, you know, so aside from the obvious patches that will come out for this, because this <laughs> is my favorite game, I'm really excited for Rune Factory 5. Like, I did not think that we would ever see a 5. And so the fact that we've gotten one coming out now, I, I put That's like, cool, yeah. yeah, it's like three, four hundred hours into to Rune Factory 4. Like, I killed a DS playing that game and had to get a new one. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I will 100% get that when it comes out. Meg, what's yours? Mine is more obvious. Mine is Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy. Mm. And yeah. again, because I want to find out what happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the hell they're doing with the original storyline. Like, you know, why is Garland a hero? <laughs> what 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 game is that connected to? Oh, the, the original Final Fantasy. It's like, they, they say it's not a sequel and it's not a remake. We don't really know what it is. But okay. it shares the same elements and it seems to share the same world and legends and yeah. This is the one with all those bros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're killing God, right? Chaos. <laughs> How can you forget? How could okay, you forget after chaos. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm looking forward to Weird West. That oh, comes I thought out you were in... going to say like Dying Light or something. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to Dying Light. I have got already gotten to play a lot of Dying Light 2, so I kind of know what to expect. But uh, everything I've heard about Weird West, which is uh, Colin Antonio, the old, the ex-Arcane boss, his new immersive sim, mm-hmm. um, that looks really cool. That comes out in January. Um, but looking at everyone's submissions, um, it, it, there, there's a really wide variety, and it, it's gotten me really excited for next year. Um, so let's mention a few of those. Spy Fox says, Breath of the Wild 2, Link loses Zelda again. <laughs> do, you, do you think we'll actually get Breath of the Wild 2 next year? I don't. Uh, but... I, re- I reckon there's a good chance we'll get it for next Christmas. 
Mm. Be hopeful. I like his his hopeful their hopeful personality. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, Mano said the new TMNT beat 'em up. I think it's nice. called Shredder's Revenge. Mm. That's a George game for sure. <laughs> yeah, we've got that. We've got River City Girls two next year. It's going to be a good beat 'em up year. Um, Victini Blast says Legends Ar- Arceus. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, and that's yeah. soon too. That's the that's the end of January, I think. How did yeah. I see that? Yeah, all, we're all very excited for that. Um, Airy Christmas says Bayonetta three. Oh yeah, the wife. I totally forgot. Yeah, I totally forgot that got uh, announced at E three, right? I feel like my tastes are so mediocre compared so. to these people. I'm like looking forward to Slime Rancher two and Two Point Campus. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I want to play uh, Sons of the Forest, and that. Comes oh yeah, show. oh yeah, I am excited right. for. Let's Sons go, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Helen also said Slime Rancher too, so there you go. Yeah. Um, we have both Kid Triple and Gandhi Carlo Esposito say Starfield, which is interesting because what do we know about Starfield? One one screenshot. Yeah, it can not go even. either way. Let's face it, and I don't even think it's going to be like middle of the road. I think it's either going to be really good or really bad. That's my prediction. <laughs> well, we know at launch it'll be really bad. <laughs> that's that's the Bethesda way. Um, and that, does anyone actually think that's coming out next year? No. I, I, there is a date, right? It's like December something, I think. Dates of moved. next year? Damn. Yeah. If, it's, if they're already dating it for December, though, you know it's going to slide into the next year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, MC said Hogwarts Legacy. Again, I'm not even sure if that's confirmed for next year either. We have seen nothing from. I mean, if we're talking games that that probably aren't next year, let's say Dragon Age (laughs) Four. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people that are hyped for games that theoretically will come out one day. (laughs) Uh, Master of Hyperaggression said Forspoken. Uh, That's a good pick. We've seen uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of that, Uh, and it looks cool. Um, okay, Joe has a short list here. He says Stalker 2, which is an yeah. NFT game now, so that's unfortunate. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Gotham Knights. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sonic oh, and Frontiers. Suicide Squad's coming out next year as well. It is, yeah. Um, Sonic Frontiers. Wonder Woman, which mm. just got announced oh, yeah. during the Game Awards. Um, apparently and- they're doing the Nemesis system in it. Really? Is that true? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't know oh. that either. I will find it. I swear someone's told me this, and if yeah. I am wrong, I'm going to well, look like it's a, the, like it, a fool. It, it, yeah, it's Monolith. It's the same studio from Monolith <laughs> yeah. Games. But, um, Drew Cook said, I will take a break from Forgotten 80s Games to play Certified Mega Hit Elden Ring. <laughs> certified Mega Hit. I guess. People seem to like it in the previews. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I don't play those games really, so I'm just like, oh, good for you. I guess the way <laughs> people feel about me in 14. <laughs> yeah, everyone is very convinced it's going to be the best game ever made. We'll see. Uh, James says Broken Roads. I have no idea what that is, but it's something James would say. Good there job, go. good job, James. It is and... indeed in Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Apparently it will let you forge deep connections with both enemies and allies as they progress from a heroic fighter into a proven leader. Who? who? Like, who's Wonder Woman f- gaining mm-hmm. nemesis? Like, <laughs> you think they're going to be... <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, what is she <laughs> fighting? Miller. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, like bank robbers. Like, I'm gonna get are they going to come back? Because obviously they would come back like injured and stuff, or like you know, change from when you last fought them. So like, is that going to still happen? Well, and they have to have a posse too, right? Like, don't <laughs> they have to be leaders of? Yeah, because yeah, they faction? get promoted, don't they? They get they promoted. You, yeah. So. <laughs> so they can't just be like thugs. They go from. Like, I mean, I guess they arch villain. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a whole like mafia. She's like systematically dismantling the mafia and it's like don's plot twist <laughs> mafia <laughs> four but wonder woman's in it yeah mafia four starring wonder woman <laughs> uh and i think that's it oh i also wanted to mention soak song even though we don't know that'll come out next year mm. i hope it does okay um we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back we're gonna talk about Final Fantasy VII on PC. We're going to talk about Alien Isolation on mobile. That's a weird one. And The Gunk, which is on Game Pass today. Be right back. Welcome back with Jade. And joining us for the first time, the gamer's news editor, Lou Hai Liang. Hi, Lu Hai. Hello there. Hi, everyone. We are sort of wrapping up the year. Next week, we're doing our um, Game of the Year showdown. But we had a few more stray titles that kind of hit us out of nowhere right at the end of the year. So we wanted to make sure that we got to those. Our first game today is Alien Isolation Mobile. Uh, fascinating, yes. because this is one of my favorites. Jade, you've played this, right? Oh, yeah. I love Alien Isolation. Yeah. Alien Isolation is, uh, I think, 2015. 14? 2014. year of university when it came out. Okay. And I would never imagine this game on mobile. Like, I, I play a lot of, like, um, you know, Game Pass, and I stream a lot of stuff on mobile, but no, those aren't, like, mobile games. I'm fascinated that Alien Isolation is the game that yeah. we're playing on mobile. Luhai, you've been playing it, right? Yeah, I've been playing it. So um, I'd heard a lot about this game. Um, it's become a kind of like a, a cult classic, as it, as it were. Yeah. Um, and I'd seen like, you know, videos and clips of it on, on YouTube and whatever. And it always looks like really cool to me, like the atmosphere and the, the AI of the actual Xenomorph looks really cool. But yeah, I never got around to play it on console. But then uh, I heard that it was coming to, to mobile, and I thought I'd uh, check it out. And I've been uh, playing it on my iPad mini. I, I can't imagine playing it on, like, a tiny phone screen, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. The iPad um, does a pretty good job. And the port, it, the, what I've played of it so far, it's it's an excellent port. Wow. We I, I, I know we've had really good ports of AAA games, like the GTA games come to mind. Uh... <laughs> Some of those ports are good, right? They did Bioshock on iPad like years and years ago. Really? That was that was oh, garbage. But it feels the... like if they did that now in a similar manner to Isolation, it could go down really well. Yeah, the uh, I, I think I actually have the Vice City um, uh, iOS uh, port, and it's it's okay, I guess. <laughs> I okay. mean, uh, it, it, it's a bit weird in that when you're driving through, like the pedestrians and the traffic just kind of pop up and yeah. um, there's not as yeah. many of them as on the PS2 versions. 
but um pulling it back to to alien like yeah. um they've done a brilliant job with the controls it feels very intuitive and it looks incredible like i so i haven't actually played the you know the original console versions but to me um it looks it looks really really good and i'm i've just love love the kind of um immersive aspect of playing it on your on, on my ipad uh, okay, with yeah. like headphones on and it's like really close to 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 my face and i'm just drawn in i it's 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 a really good game and um i mean i i it, it's so the realism of it is really great as well because mm -hmm. um it's hard it's like a really hard game that game is real yeah yeah especially mistake, you're done when they start introducing more of the androids when you have a lot of enemies to like hide from and sneak around i feel like the game starts getting really hard at that point i haven't got that far yet but uh, okay <laughs> okay i yeah. killed i killed some humans last night and um like they were they were shooting at me and i was like wondering oh man they um i'm i'm dying so easily but then i remembered like yeah in real life like if bullets hit you you're gonna die <laughs> you're gonna so die pretty you. quickly so it's, it's it's like you suddenly remember that like when you talk about games that are realistic it yeah it doesn't really actually mean that it's realistic it, you kind of re remember that like oh if you're gonna get shot in a game you know you're gonna die pretty quickly that's realistic for sure yeah it's an interesting point you made about like the immersion aspect of it because i never would have imagined this game on mobile just because it's like so long it's not really a good one to play in like bite-sized sittings you really want to like sit down and get into it but then be because it's this very like lonely isolated uh survival hey. horror game i think yeah i think you're totally right like your hands up on the screen holding the screen close to your face like really like uh, getting absorbed in the uh in the stress and the the horror of it it actually does sound like a good mobile game the more that i think about it oh um, but it's just not it's just not like the short bite-sized pick up and put down kind of thing you expect from mobile, yeah from mobile yeah i've been playing it in bed like slung over a sofa and mm. um i kind of enjoy because it is very stressful and i actually don't do that well with scary games <laughs> um i save quite often so i do try to save quite often um so i do kind of play it in bite-sized uh, pieces and mm -hmm. i've been finding it i've been finding it, i've been really enjoying it um so i i, I recommend alien That's isolation on, on on mobile but pr probably on an ipad rather than like on a phone yeah because yeah, i've got an ipad pro and this sounds like it would slap on that yeah especially sure. if it works really well on the mini i'm also i gotta say i'm a little surprised to see like native ports to to mobile at this point when we have game pass and like you can play halo infinite on your tablet right now um it's kind of interesting that there's still that sega's still out there this is sega isn't it yeah, yeah. sega and uh feral interactive right yeah that sega's still out there being like oh let's get alien isolation down to four gigs so people can download it on their ipads like like i don't know it seems like an antiquated thing sorry jay what like seven years later god yeah god, we're old yeah seven years later but it's still a la it's still a ps4 xbox one game isn't it yeah like um yeah so it's impressive that it runs as well as you're describing 
Yeah, there's no hiccups. There's no real stutters. Um, and, you know, there's like smoke effects, fire effects. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I it would be interesting to see what comparison, like the comparison between the console uh, original and the port. Yeah. But coming coming to it, like, kind of fresh, uh, as it were, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm quite impressed on with this game, the presentation, and I... I'm a lover of the alien movies as well, and it puts you right in there on that yeah. spaceship with the with the monster. And there was a bit last night where uh, like the alien finally comes, and then I was I was like almost I was pooing my pants. It was like it's <laughs> so, it so good with the heartbeat and everything. It's great. That game's that really that game's only problem is that it's so long. Yeah, it, it outstays its welcome. It I just never the ends. Final three hours or so yeah but it's it's still good but you're like oh, okay we can wrap this up now yeah because they kind of run out of new ideas i think um, spoilers you know <laughs> yeah you can play it yes oh yeah um, it, it's still yeah. fantastic i think it's just it, it's a tiny bit long in the tooth yeah um do you know how much this is um i think it's like 13 around 13 pounds okay. yeah it's and it includes well. i'm not sure if it is on android or uh, i can't mm. is can't it out remember. now but no it comes out on the on the wait has it is it yeah it's out now and uh includes all seven like dlc for it and there's some other modes oh, okay. uh available um yeah but um it seems to be quite uh like um straight port as well so some of the flaws that were in the original, like uh, bits where you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. And there was a bit where it seemed like everyone else had gotten stuck because when I searched online, like how to get past this bit. Um, yeah, so so all the flaws of the original are probably still in this port. <laughs> $15, that's not bad. This is uh, coming to Android. It's not released yet. And I'm just looking at the supported devices and it's going to run on old, like as far back as Google Pixel 3, uh, the uh, Samsung S10, Note 10, Tab S6. So these are three-year-old devices at this point. Um, and it looks like it'll still run on those. And of course, like everything newer too. But uh, but it is 22 gigs. Mm. Which is pretty damn beefy for a phone. Yeah, it's that's, hefty. That's a, a lot of damn one. space. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm keen on it, but I might just have to stick with my Game Pass and sixty FPS on Xbox now as well. If you've got the right console. Oh, nice. Better than that uh, Alien Blackout game they put out last year on mobile. Oh my god, yeah. Brutal. Don't play that game. Uh, okay, Jade, what, what's your game? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PC, which nice. has very mm. much come out of nowhere. This right. was announced during the Game Awards. Is it out? It comes out on the 16th of December, which is also the embargo. So the show will be up by then. But And this yeah. includes all the intergrade all the Luffy yeah, stuff, right? Final Fantasy VII Integrade. So it includes the Episodes Intermission expansion, which is 
introduces Yuffie to the party and it's about a four to five hour miniature campaign as it were and it also includes all of the deluxe edition cosmetics but beyond that it's a simple but very very good port like stronger than I expected like going in I've only played a couple of hours so far like I've done the introductory mission and made my way into seventh heaven and so on and met more of the characters but as something that ran okay on a base ps4 and ran very well on a ps5 this pc version seems surprisingly malleable to whatever hardware you run it on which given how good this game looks like it's super surprising but also like nice because this game's great uh does it have the full suite of like ray tracing dlss like all the all the new pc tech are you aware it doesn't no that this is one thing that surprised me because as i said it's a great port but it's also very simple like okay in the graphical option settings there are there, there are settings for textures shadows and like population density in terms of like larger towns and enemies and those are all the settings you get there's like high medium low and you alter them all accordingly and you alter the resolution hmm. but from what I could see, there wasn't any additional stuff to change, which it's going to piss off some PC purists, but mm-hmm. the game runs well regardless. So maybe, well, on my hardware anyway, which is, I've got a decent PC, like 16 gigabytes of RAM, an AMD, I think 1600, AMD Ryzen 5, 1600, and a 2080 Ti. And I was hitting at 1440p about 110 frames a second, like pretty easily. Mm. Mm. the uh the ps5 version i think it, you can select perform either performance mode or, or quality right yeah um so on the pc one can you kind of you know not have to compromise can you have both yeah basically like i think if you had like the top-notch cpus that are out now and the top-notch gpus you could easily ramp this up to a full 3840 by 2160 and achieve like 60 60 plus fps like whereas on the ps5 i think it's limited to 30 if you go 4k which is yeah it's still perfectly playable and looks great but i feel like even on the pc now i'm achieving greater visual quality and greater performance at less of a compromise which given they just launched this port out of nowhere they announced it last week it's coming out this week it's like oh okay like we've been waiting for waiting for this to happen for months now it's finally here like you almost don't know how to react yeah such a weird thing with pc ports because we expect a pc port to leverage everything a pc can do yeah but we don't really do that with like other console ports like when a game comes to switch we don't go like oh how is it going to use touchscreen and ir sensor run run and look worse (laughs) yeah how much worse is it gonna look like i can't wait to find out but with when when a game comes to PC and it's just like a straight port with like no bells and whistles, you're kind of like, oh well, what was the point? Yeah, like, what was I waiting for? Like, yeah, I got only a PC player, which that feels like. I think it's similar to the Kingdom Hearts games when they came to PC, mm-hmm. which were also exclusive to the Epic Game Store, which Final Fantasy VII is for an unknown period of time, which people are right. annoyed about. It very much feels like a very like strong and confident port but you aren't getting anything beyond the performance and the extra visual bells and whistles that you can't get on console right now and depend you could probably be able to mod it like people will do that and that's very exciting but 
Yes, it's going to be gross. It's going to be very gay. Gay and gross. <laughs> yes. If Judging by the Kingdom Hearts mod scene, oh, the Final no. Fantasy VII mod scene is... Well, it's going to be even grosser because it, everybody's simping for uh, Tifa and Aerith so hard, right? That's what's going to happen. Day one. I can't figure out how to do it. If I could, I would. But... <laughs> And technical savvy. I got, I got it installed. I will say that when I started it up, there was a tiny bit of chugging in the introductory cutscene, like the CG thing that opens the game. And uh-huh. that kind of made me think, oh dear, like is this going to be dodgy? But once it... I think it was just my hardware spinning up. But once I was in the game, I saw the performance was solid. And then I kind of like nervously maxed everything out, maxed out my resolution uncapped the frame rate and i was genuinely shocked at how well it ran like it, it looks great okay. i'm only running on a 27 inch monitor so it's even the motorcycle stuff oh i haven't got that far like that's a, a tiny bit further that's about five okay. hours in or so but with the opening reactor stuff which is very much a lot of that opening sequence is geared to have like a lot of explosive battles and show stuff off and that seems to be done very well i'm curious because it does seem like, much like the PS5 version, a lot of the cutscenes aren't rendered in-engine. They're very much just files that have been inserted, like movie files and so on. Right. And I don't think they've been compressed here either, because the install is still about 98 gigabytes. <sighs> Jeez, a big old download. Like, I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to play this whole thing on PC, so it feels like I'm paying for this. But no, like I was really impressed by this port. It's a bit expensive for what it is, but Square Enix. It's seventy bucks, right? Yeah, like it's full price. They they haven't, even though this game's been out for over a year now, they haven't gone. Oh yeah, we'll give PC players a discount. Like no, that's not happened. Like I think it's seventy five yeah. pounds in the UK, which is very dear. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised it took this long, just because all modern Final Fantasy games are on PC, aren't they? Like, it was didn't... very much an exclusivity clause like so yeah. you had a year and then i think they extended that by six months after the ps5 port came out gotcha or around that so I've, I've it was very much a case of part of me thinks this port has been ready for a while this has been ready yeah and they just needed to wait for the time window to expire and that explains why it was announced and it's out tomorrow like less than a week between re- between announcement and release for this yeah this is kind of wild well, definitely good news that it it's such a good port. I'm terrified of what the mods are going to look like, but terrified that'll be, that'll be our Christmas break is just reporting on <laughs> Final Fantasy VII mods. Three thousand word feature in the new year. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. My game is not a port. <laughs> uh, it is coming to Game Pass uh, on the sixteenth. So if you're while you're listening to this, it just came out. Oh, okay, uh, it's, it is called The Gunk. Gunk. Uh, from Image Informed Games. These are the developers behind the SteamWorld series. I love the SteamWorld games. Do you do you both like SteamWorld? I've heard they're very good, but I've not played them. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about SteamWorld. So uh, the SteamWorld series... Uh, di- dabbles in a bunch of different genres 
Um, so like SteamWorld Dig or sort of like Metroidvania style, SteamWorld Heist is like a turn-based strategy. Um, but they're all good. And they're making a new one they announced earlier this year. SteamWorld Headhunter is going to be their first 3D SteamWorld game. It's a co-op game, Jade. I'm telling you, it's a co-op generation. Um, but this is not a SteamWorld game. This is the studio's uh, first released 3D game. And it's the a... Game. The Gunk. Hmm. Uh, it's a... Th- 3D platformer. Um, how do I want to begin? It's I. I am a big fan of the SteamWorld games. They're very inventive. They have very good progression. The writing is good. This game is pretty forgettable across yeah. the board. Yeah. Um. I and and I think that the characters are strong and and the writing is quite good and uh, naturalistic. For what it is, but uh, the the campaign is about four or five hours long. The, the story is pretty thin. You are a scrapper. Uh, the game's about a pair of scrappers. Their names are Ronnie and Bex, and uh, they arrive on a planet looking for resources, essentially that they can sell, uh, and find that the planet is covered in gunk. You play as Ronnie. She has a vacuum to suck up the gunk. And basically you are just exploring the world. It's it's linear. You're you're sucking up the gunk. You're upgrading your vacuum and upgrading new abilities by collecting resources. And you're trying to find out why this planet is covered in gunk. Uh, and it's the same, like... You know that thing, like, I, I think probably Sunshine was the first game that did this, where it's like, there's a bunch of toxic shit, and you clean it up, and then a, a bunch of flowers just sprout from where it was, and everything turns yeah. into, like, Flower did this, like, mm. we've seen this so many times. And it's just, like, the mo- the simplest metaphor um, for, like, these environmental themes that all these games, like, sort of explore on the surface. So that that's what it is. The planet is uh, covered in um, it's basically poop, which this is how they describe in the game. There's a there's a uh, excavation process that the people of this planet are using to mine the essence of life from the planet. And this gives them this lets them uh, basically use it like a drug and and suspend themselves in euphoria they're basically all living in tanks, just like sucking up the planet's life essence so that they can just like be orgasming 24 hours a day. Yeah. And the byproduct, <laughs> the byproduct of that process is the gunk. So the gunk is just orgasm juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not a very deep. They should have metaphor. Gum. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think we can all see transparently what the, the message here is, right? Like we're using up the planet. Yeah. Yeah. We're turning it into a disgusting wasteland. But the funny thing is um, when you meet the person that's running this operation, he's like, oh, you're from Earth. Why would I listen to you? You people ruined your planet. 
Oh man, that's heavy-handed, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but that's what this game is about too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, sucking up a gunk is pretty fun at first, but it doesn't really evolve much from there. And there's some gunk enemies, little mean little alien guys. There's three. There's like three a little, little enemy. There's a little guy that runs at you. There's a little guy that spits at you, and there's a big guy that charges at you. And that's that's the bestiary. Um, and you can take those side paths and collect resources and then take those resources back to your ship and buy upgrades. But the upgrades are like the most obligatory upgrades I've ever seen. Like mm. they knew there had to be a progression system. So it was like uh, press the stick into run. That's the first one you can get. It's just sprinting. And the rest of them are just like, make the vacuum a little stronger or make the vacuum suck in a wider. Yeah. That like, that's really pretty much it. You can get a little, uh, mine thing that you throw out that distracts enemies, but you are fighting so infrequently that it doesn't feel like anything. Um, so the, yeah. So the progression's not really there. The gameplay variety is not really there. The story's not really there. It's short. It doesn't run that well. I played on PC and it was it was chugging a lot. I got soft locked twice because I was just like stuck on Geo and I could not escape it. Um there's a bunch of like elevators and the elevators like drop the frame rate down to like 10. Oh. At least on PC PC Game Pass. That's the only experience I had. Uh I hate bashing on this game because I do like the studio, but I just, I, the Seymour games are so good. I just expected so much more. Mm. And it just feels like one of those circumstances where like, there's this indie studio that's doing very solid 2d games. And then they want to get into 3d and they do something just like so generic. We've seen this before. Mm. Yeah. So, and then, okay. So here's my big problem with it. And I don't want to, Obviously, I'm not the person to like speak on this issue, but this game has a pretty bad queer baiting problem. These main characters, Ronnie and Bex, are a couple, and the game goes to great lengths to obscure that. No, oh, okay. like, like they they love each other, but they won't say "I love you." That never happens. They never embrace on the ship. They have two separate beds. When they when they fight, they they get in a big fight about this like adventure that they're on, and Bex is like, "We're supposed to be a team," instead of saying like, "We're supposed to be a couple" or "We're supposed to be partners" or like like at every opportunity where they could make it clear that these two are together because they so obviously are, they they step around it, and I think that sucks. It's like. It's a tough thing because I don't because in like hetero coded relationships and games, we don't like spell it out necessarily. Yeah, cause you just assume because that's you just assume way. like here's a man and a woman and they're affectionate. So they must be together. But here, these are two women who are affectionate. It's clear to me that they're together, but I still have this doubt and I played the whole game. And at the end, I'm still not positive if they're a couple or not. And I think that's I think that's bad. I think you should know. Mm. 
I'll have a look because I'm curious now. Like, especially yeah, I definitely, that badly. I definitely want to know what you think of it because, um, you know, we just had this whole bungee. Did you see? Did you both see this uh, bungee thing from IGN? Yeah, the recent reporting. Yeah. So one of the details in that story was about how they have a uh, a character that um, the the narrative team had written in like him referencing his partner and then the higher ups of Bungie got all mad. Oh, we can't have him say partner because then we can't sell the game in Russia and uh, other countries. So we yeah. have to take out partner. And so they changed it to just, he talks about a guy named Mark and they don't say who Mark is. Is that in the Cosmodrome in the first zone in Destiny 2? Uh, no, it's in uh, EDZ. It's That's it, EDZ in the church, the gray hair. Yeah, the, the guy in the church, yeah. Um, yeah, and this feels like that to me. It's like we can we can get all of the clout from making a game about this lesbian couple, but we can also have this like plausible deniability about it. You because can't have we it both ways because that just makes you look cowardly. Like we're only getting to the point now in games and like even animation, like like queer romances are being explicitly stated. Like this is a thing. We're not at the point where we're having to cherry pick representation and find moments where we can just add subtext like you can just have a gay story and it works yeah. you don't need to pretend it's breaking new ground or anything Yeah, yeah. it sounds like if that was like a male and a female character it would be a very different story like, I don't know yeah and think, but like um, go ahead I think, I think Odyssey did it very well right uh, Assassin's Creed yeah. Odyssey it was very naturalistic um, but it was also, of course, uh, very historically accurate. Um, and I think it's odd that in uh, games that are set in the future, you know, clearly things sh should have progressed in the future. And then, uh, mm. but it, it's kind of, you know, kind of hiding those aspects. Um, so, but um, I think Odyssey should be held up as uh, a game that has done those kinds of things very well and naturalistically. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I also want to say, like, you can tell a story about two platonic women that love yeah, each can. other. Like, that's I'm not saying, like, because this game has two female leads that care about each other, that they must be romantic. But I'm but I will say that in this game, it is very obvious the that these two the are together. Heavily imply that there's a romantic connection. That, that, that yeah, like, I not. There, there is nothing sexual about it, but it is clear that they have a domestic, <clears throat> excuse me, that they have a, yeah, a domestic romantic relationship. Like it, it seems clear to me without the game ever actually going out there and saying it. Um, and I think that it, it needed to. So, you know, it's, it's on game pass and it's like, it's a 3d platformer and those are super hot right now. I mean, like three of the five game of the year nominations were 3d mm -hmm. platformers yeah. <laughs> so, or three out of six at, anyway. Um, so I think that this will get some play and like, like I said, it's on game pass. So it will definitely get some play. Um, and it's fine. It, it really, it's like, it's not a bad game. It's just, I just, I guess, like I said, I expected a lot more from, uh, from the studio. So, but I think that you should check it out anyway. Cause it does, uh, there is an interesting conversation to be had about the way it handles representation. 
Um, homophobic. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel the gunk. <laughs> you heard it on the Gamer Podcast. Uh, I have a review up if you want to uh, hear more about the specifics of the gunk. Um, Jade, is there a review for Final Fantasy VII PC? Uh, yes, that will be up on the site right now. Perfect. And then, Luhai, is there a review for Alien Isolation? Uh, there will be um, an impressions feature impressions. At, at, at some point. Um, I need to get a bit more into it. and I'm taking my time with it, to be honest. Why um, not? Keep yeah. Up, um... Yes. Perfect. Well, all of our coverage that is published will be linked in the episode description. So if you want to hear more about any of those games, you can follow us there. And that's it. That's our show for the week. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And next week will be our big end of the year game of the year showdown. The whole gamer team is going to be here, and we're going to be finding out definitively through blood, sweat, and tears what was the best game of 2021. Tune in then, and we'll see you next week.